Are you so busy being a good manager that there's just no time to be a great leader? If you're like so many of the leaders that I know, you're really good at what you do. But sometimes it feels like you're running Mach 2 with your hair on fire just to keep up. When people talk about growing beyond being a good manager to become an even better leader, or they talk about becoming more strategic in your thinking, let alone spending more time with your family, you don't really know if that's possible without dropping some ball. Something, somewhere, would have to give. But it is possible. Hello, I'm Ron Minitri, and welcome to the Exponential Mindset Leadership Podcast, where we want to help change how you think to change how you live and lead. You know, this challenge of becoming a really good manager and a great leader is one of the most common that we encounter as we work with leaders to reignite or fuel growth in their careers, or simply to help in their leadership journey overall. Time and time again, we see people who have done really well. They've been very successful in the past, but they're not able to translate those wins into that same success at, say, the next level. They begin to question themselves because their growth has stalled. And they wonder, is it really possible to be both a great manager and a great leader? Or do I just have to pick? They wonder, is, have I reached the height of my success given my abilities? See, let's start, start by answering the question. Yes, it is possible to be both a great manager and a great leader. In fact, that's one of the tenets of this exponential mindset we talk about, where we say that exponential mindset leaders look for the both-and solution, not the either-or solution. And this whole mindset really is a series of beliefs and practices that we can adopt that will help create capacity. It will help accelerate performance or fuel growth. It removes limitations, things that are holding us back by changing how we think. But of all the ideas the single most catalytic idea, the single biggest driver of transformation is the one thing that I want to share with you today. It's simply this. Exponential mindset leaders understand that they can influence even what they can't control. And their entire leadership style is designed to leverage this single simple core principle. How can I think influence first before control? How can I make my first step in leadership to be one to create influence, not control? How can I invite, envision, and empower more than do or direct or delegate simple tasks? So how do we get here? Why is this such a common challenge? Why is it that so many managers and leaders, especially, I think, young leaders, rely on control as the organizing principle of their leadership style? And why is it that moving from control to influence is such a powerful shift? I think the reason we all land here is, is because control is a natural progression. See, most of us begin our leadership journey as individual contributors. But when you're really good at what you do, you're asked to do more. And as that progresses, you're asked to, say, lead a team. You rely on what you've always been doing, what's been working for you. And almost without exception, we find that new managers will begin to run just a little harder and a little faster as they take on more and more responsibility. 
That also helps them understand that they need to streamline and optimize, even delegate more. But often, what they're delegating is a task, not the full responsibility or authority in a given area. So even in this, the leader has positioned themselves at the center of practically every decision and action. They're doing many things themselves. They're directing others in how and what to do. And they delegate tasks to others, but retain the need to approve or oversee everything that's happening. Now, at first, this approach may work well. A young manager with a young, inexperienced team may need to be more hands-on than, say, a more seasoned leader with an experienced, fully capable team. But there are a couple of challenges with holding on to this approach for too long. Now, one of them is it's simply not the best long-term thing for your team. See, delegating tasks without authority feeds a transactional mindset, and individuals react in one of two ways. One is the team member may never really engage. They never really learn. They, they settle for the more transactional and less transformational role on the team. This means that they're not really growing. In fact, they're likely not fulfilled by this work. Now, the second type of individual will push themselves to grow, and so they'll begin to look around for a place where they can grow. If they can't grow in your team, they'll find other opportunities, other environments where learning and growing is encouraged, where they're able to take responsibility and actually move into something that's meaningful. Now, not only is this not good for your team, holding on to control for too long is really not good for you. You see, you're choosing to own or run everything through yourself. Now, this means that your growth will be limited by your own capacity. You're making yourself the bottleneck. So how fast can you run? How efficient can you become? And I I hear you may think, oh, I've got this. But here's the irony. The more successful you become at this, the more you're asked to do. And that means the pace will only get faster. The pressure will only get more intense. And the stakes will only get higher. And I promise you, those demands will grow faster than your ability to keep up. And ultimately, you'll feel like you're falling behind even when you're getting better. And this is where leaders get frustrated. They get exhausted. This is where people burn out. This is where we see leaders begin to question themselves as their career plateaus. But here's the point. To this point in our journey, we've only been trying to get incrementally better or faster by improving on what we've always done. We may be getting more efficient, but there's only so much we can do before we have to change how we think to take a new approach. The reality is we have a limiting belief that's driving a limiting behavior, and it leaves us questioning ourselves at best and ready to throw in the towel at worst. So how can we change this? The first step is to identify your limiting beliefs and practices. When I found myself in this situation, I found that I believed I had to have control in order to accept responsibility for an outcome. In order to impact something, I needed control. 
Now, that belief led to a behavior that had me working 80 to 90 hour weeks, not seeing my family back in Texas for long, extended periods. In cases, some cases, it was years. And it, quite frankly, had me feeling very much like a failure, an exhausted failure. Thankfully, a hallway conversation helped me understand that people follow you for who you are and how you treat them and how well you're able to connect them to meaningful work. They don't follow you because you hold some position or title or somehow believe that you have control over them. So I replaced the limiting belief with the belief that I could influence even things I couldn't control. Now, this led me to behave differently. For one, I internally accepted responsibility for the things I couldn't control. Quite frankly, up until that point, Since I was struggling to control them, I didn't believe I could actually take ownership for them. And guess what? That showed in my work. People felt that. I finally began to realize that the company had given me the authority to act. I began to see myself not as the failure, but as the person that some very bright and more senior leaders had chosen to lead this operation because they did believe in me. It was time that I started to believe in myself. And imagine this, when you don't believe in yourself, when you don't have confidence, when you're relying on something artificial to give you the ability to lead, people sense that. They know that right away. And therefore, the effect is they don't follow you. They're especially not going to follow you because you put your faith in some lines on an org chart that you thought gave you control. But you see, I did have a vision for where we needed to go. I did have a vision for what we needed to do. I knew who we needed to become. And I was fairly capable at sharing that vision with others. So my role wasn't to control everything. My role was to envision, equip, and empower others. My role was to influence the outcomes while caring about and bringing out the best in others. And that doesn't require that these people report to me. In fact, they don't even have to be part of my team. They may not even be part of my organization. It does require that I believe in myself, that I develop a humble, quiet confidence, not some cocky, ego-driven thing. But when you do that, it opens the door to other people trusting you. Now, it also opens the way for you to see them and hear them, valuing both Who they are and what they have to offer will make all the difference in the world. You see, it required me to wake up every day helping them to do meaningful work and feeling like they had a chance to win because that's what people are looking for in leadership. It means I had to shift my limiting belief to the idea that I can have exponentially greater impact by simply choosing influence rather than control. Now, It doesn't mean that I'm not still a manager. I am. But when I think of myself only as a manager, I think projects first and then people maybe second. But great managers that are also great leaders see the people first and then the project. As a manager, I see the tactical details. But great managers who are also great leaders will first consider the strategic impact and then work through the tactical details. And equally, a manager may be moderately successful with a control-centered approach, but great managers who are also great leaders 
will move to influence-centered leadership as the essential element to long-term continued success. Seeing your role as changing and making the shift from control to influence is critical in translating those early wins in your career into continued successful growth as a leader. Now, I'm not saying that that simple shift is an easy one. In fact, you may feel like you're trying to change a tire while driving 70 miles an hour down the freeway. But I will say, it's never too early to begin and never too late to start. So what have we learned? What we can control is limited by our capacity, but what we can influence is limited only by our imagination. So how do we go about this? We begin by identifying the beliefs and practices that are limiting our capacity, our performance, or growth. Maybe you'll discover that you don't fully trust your team, or you're afraid they won't do everything the right way or the way you might do it. Maybe you're afraid that their failure will look bad for you. Maybe you think that it's more expedient to do something yourself than teach or empower someone else. Whatever you uncover, step back, examine that belief, and then think how you could think about that differently in a way that would lessen or maybe remove altogether any limitation associated with it. In the case of moving from control to influence, I can tell you you'll want to do the deep work to get clear and comfortable with your own identity and direction. When you know who you are, who you're becoming and where you're going, when you understand fully what you have to offer, you're able to lead with that clear, quiet confidence that invites other people to trust you. And you're better able to see and hear others. You'll recognize value and qualities in them that they may not even see or recognize in themselves. As you invest in and value them, they will follow you. And both of you will be growing in the process. I want to thank you for joining me on this journey to change how we think, to change how we live and lead. I hope you find this helpful. And if you do, please share it with others. Subscribe or like or comment. Let me know how we can help you with more episodes in the future. Have a great day.